What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 36. Will the debt ceiling destroy business funding in America? That is the question. That is the topic. Mr. Ty Talbot, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Leo. You know, Lakers got swept. Celtics looking oh, to get swept. What a world. What a, what a time. <laughs> You're right. I mean, those are two of the, the two biggest traditional basketball powerhouses in the NBA, the Lakers and the Celtics, and they both were just swept out. The Lakers, I expected to lose in six, but not be swept and dominated. Celtics, I actually expected to win in six, and they were just massively dominated by Miami. So, you know, big props to Jimmy Butler and, and the Miami Heat. Uh, boy, we were just at a Heat uh, last year at the game yeah. last year at this time, right? We were. And, uh, yeah, that's too bad for LeBron. Too yeah. bad. I mean... He's got yeah. a lot. Last night he said he's got a lot to think about because he's yeah. been to plenty of, of conference championships and he's only yeah. here to win. But guess yeah. what? He got the ball in his hands twice, end of the game, and just once didn't even get a shot off. The other time hit like the side of the backboard. I Probably should have passed that one to yeah. Davis or you know who was hot all series long? Gleaves. Reeves. Reeves? Gleaves? Austin. I, I don't know. Was it Austin? <laughs> Austin? It is Austin, Austin right? Yeah, I think it is Austin Reeves. I, I don't follow the <laughs> It's NBA a Reeves. That's I, right. It's an yeah. R. Yeah. It's an R. Yeah, yeah, we've got an Austin Gleave here, but this is Austin Reeves. So, yeah. you know, very confusing for us. Yeah. 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 Similar guys. Uh, well, very cool, guys. So we're going to – our money topic, like I said, is uh, will a debt ceiling default? You guys have been seeing in the, this in the news everywhere. You know, if it actually happens, which is unlikely, but if it did, what would that do to business funding? What would that do to your business as a business owner? How would it affect the country? It is important to take a look at these things because they could actually happen. And as business owners, as leaders, it's our job to be prepared. So that's uh, our money Topic uh, for the day. What's the mindset topic? Mindset piece, Leo. We're finally going to do it. We're going to yes. talk about how the Air Jordan movie breaks down the genius strategies that made Nike billions. Well done. I'm excited for that. Uh, Phil Knight, of course, Ben Affleck did a great job in the movie, and Matt Damon as well. And then the mastery topic, we may or we may not get to. Uh, there has been a housing bus specifically with uh, apartment uh, investment syndicates, of which Ty and I are apartment investor syndicates. And so this is important. As I was reading this, I'm like, holy crap. And I started texting Mike, and Mike's like, oh, we're, we're good. I'm like, oh, that's good news. Yeah. So anyway, if you are a real estate investor, if you've ever looked at these syndicates and apartment uh, buildings have been on fire the last decade, there have been some uh, changes, some risks, and you should be aware of those. Uh, if you're looking to invest in the future or now, we may or we may not get to that one. If we don't get to that one, we'll tap it next time because we're definitely going to get to this sports topic. Tell us about the sports debate we're going to be touching today. Yeah, sports topic. Again, we're we're NFL guys. There's a lot to talk about with NBA, hockey. You know, we can do that another time. We don't really care all that much. But in the NFL, we're going to break down the goats at every offensive <laughs> position. Um, that aren't currently in the league, and say, so, you know, are there current are there guys in the league that could crack that list? We're going to break that down and and decide. And if we have time, we'll get into the defensive goats, but that's probably going to be next episode. Sounds good. Love offense. Love the NFL. That's going to be fascinating to dive into that and see what's going on there. Welcome to the Go Figure Podcast, created for parents and business owners who want to get their money right. My name's Leo Cannell. As a husband and father of five, I've been fortunate to create two eight-figure businesses in the fintech space. This podcast will share the values, principles, strategies, tools, and tactics that have helped us to build a fintech empire and provide an epic life for our family. 
Having been a parent and entrepreneur for 20 years, there's a lot I don't know. There's been a lot of failure. The good news is together, we'll find solutions to creating an epic life powered by a business that we love. All right, let's dive into topic number one. This is our money topic. Will a debt ceiling default destroy business funding as we know it? Uh, a lot of the content here we're getting off of a Wall Street Journal article, how a debt ceiling crisis could play out on Wall Street and across America. It says the U.S. government is edging dangerously close to being unable to make critical payments as Congress engages in, in debt ceiling brinksmanship. Failure to pay its bills on time could come as soon as June 1st. The U.S. government has never defaulted on Treasury bonds. Such an event would have the potential to roil the multi-trillion dollar markets that underpin the global financial system. Well, very cute uh, diction and words there. I appreciate uh, the Wall Street Journal breaking that down. So you guys have been seeing this in the news. Um, Ty, how much have you been seeing this in the news, this uh, debt ceiling default thing, whether it's YouTube? I mean, because, you know, the legacy news, like turning on, like, uh, Fox, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. I mean, I think fewer and fewer people are watching that. More and more people are tuning into other places. Where have you seen this? And I actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where do you like uh, consume news? Yeah, you're, you're seeing it pretty much everywhere now. And it's always just talks resumed, talks halted. Biden says they're getting closer. Talks halted, talks resumed. It's like, what the hell are they doing? But uh you know, I'm I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm mostly, like I told you a few weeks ago, I'm off social media. So I used to get most of my news on, like, Instagram. That's that's how I did yeah. it. Um, I used to follow Fox News. I got a little upset about that whole Tucker Carlson thing. So I, I've shut that out. Right now it's just Twitter. And you're definitely seeing a lot of tweets about it. But it seems like it's mostly a lot of jokes, a lot of people just mocking our government and our system for <laughs> still not being able to, to come to a conclusion and make a decision. But... Um, Twitter and I read the local news every single day. Oh, oddly nice. enough, Leo. KSL, nice. yeah. Okay. You know, that's fascinating. I think there's been, without a doubt, there's been this transformation, this trend in the last uh, three, four years especially. And I think things that are happening at Fox News and CNN have only accelerated this, where people more and more often are getting their news on social media. Or specifically, instead of following like these old TV shows, these channels, the CNNs, the Fox News, the MSNBCs, and most people are, you know, 50, 60, 65 and older that are watching these. And so that younger generation that advertisers want to hit up, the 25 to 50 generation there, those guys and gals are consuming content online more and more. And so they're not going to the Fox News. And so where Fox News thought for sure, oh, we'll just plug in another guy or gal like Tucker Carlson and do well. And that's not happening. And their ratings have been cut in half. And they're in massive, massive trouble because people are consuming them elsewhere. And so I've been lately, I've been watching a few different uh, YouTube channels. There's one called Breaking Points that uh, is very objective. Both sides of the news. One guy worked for Tucker Carlson. The gal worked uh, more liberal media, and they come together, and I like how they look at media. And uh, there's an, there's uh, obviously PBD podcasts. Uh, Megan Kelly's awesome. But the bottom line is, uh, with this debt ceiling, is if it did happen, like how would that actually impact, impact us as business owners, as business funders? Like how would that uh, impact us? First off, it means all those U.S. Treasury bonds, they don't get paid back. So people invest trillions and trillions of dollars in treasury bonds, businesses, countries, 60% of the world reserve uh, you know, money is put in by central banks from Europe to Asia, even China. 
is put into U.S. Treasury bonds. That's why the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency of the world because people just buy treasury bonds. They figure it's the safest place they can put their money to generate a return, even though it's been a very small return the past decade. Now it's a bigger return, right? Now the Fed fund rate uh, is up to, I think, uh, 5%. And so at 5%, that's not bad. Even even though inflation is, is higher than 5% in a lot of countries, that still means you're kind of covering the cost of inflation. But if the treasury bond has been like the number one safest asset that everyone in the world has invested in over the last hundred years. If there's a default, well, now it's not the safest anymore, right? So the U.S. dollar probably goes down. U.S. treasury bonds are invested in a lot less. It puts the global currency thing as a, the reserve currency at risk. And if you're a bank and all of a sudden the economy's weakened and all these negative things can happen, they might you know, pull back lending to businesses, to consumers significantly, which would slow everything down. So it would be pretty terrible. But how often, I mean, you're, you're a young guy, uh, what are you, 31, just turned 31, right? Like, how often have we heard about this damn debt ceiling? Isn't it like every year that it seems like we're, oh, debt ceiling, debt ceiling again? Yeah, and miraculously, it's always sorted out right at the end. Like, I, I don't get it. It's almost like, it's a doom and gloom, clickbait. Get get all totally the, the news going. It, it it ticks me off. But yeah, they'll they're gonna figure it out. If if they don't, yeah, they're. I mean, they lending will be disrupted drastically. Yeah. Interest rates yeah. will Everything. go up. Bank runs could occur. They they're gonna figure it out. They, they will. And if you're President Biden, you don't want to be the first president ever to you know be the president when a default happened. And you know, same with Congress. It's never happened. So most likely scenario is that the last minute an agreement is reached because neither side wants to look terrible. But the bottom line is, and the Republicans aren't great at this either, is Republicans are going in, McCarthy saying we want to cut spending, and we're not making a deal until we decide to balance the budget, which that would be smart. We'd all... Who can disagree with balancing the budget? And if you just think you can kick the can down the road forever and our economy is going to be okay, you're lying to yourself. It's, it's like basically, you know, you take out hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt and you make a hundred grand a year. Well, eventually that's going to catch up to you and it's going to kick you in the ass and you just can't continue to make the minimum payment forever. Eventually you're going to have a medical emergency, a job loss, and you're going to default on all that credit card debt. If you just took it out for foolish reasons, instead of you know going into a business, investing it in smart things, if you were just taking it out to go on vacations, buy clothes, have an expensive car, you're going to get in trouble. And that's what our economy's been doing. We're just like, I just put on the card, just ask for a credit limit increase. Don't worry, don't worry. Just keep doing that forever, and eventually, you know, it's going to blow up in your face. And that's where we're at as a country. Maybe we need to get some people in politics that are actually going to have to deal with the repercussions because. All of our politicians are so damn old that they're not going to be the ones that even have to deal with it. Maybe that's why they don't give a shit where we're at. Yeah, it's like you're in your so many are in their seventies, uh, their eighties. Hell, Biden's uh, what eighty two, going to be eighty six uh, if he gets reelected here. Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell looks like a freaking mummy out there. So I don't give a damn if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Mitch McConnell's Republican. I think he should be kicked out of office, guys. Vote for younger people. We've had enough of the old people making decisions. We saw how that worked out the last three years. Not so good when old people are making all the decisions. So that's uh, that's my two cents on elections moving forward. All right, guys, let's move to our mindset topic. This is one, if you have not seen that Air movie about Air Jordan, how Nike got them, you should. You should. It's a fantastic uh, movie. And uh, actually, I watched it when we were in uh, Orlando uh, or last night there. 
and uh, streamed it. So here's here's kind of the story. Here's the background. So Michael Jordan has just been drafted in the 1984 draft. Also, John Stockton was in that draft. Hakeem Olajuwon was in that draft. Sam Bowie was the number two guy drafted ahead of Jordan. And, you know, that didn't work out so well for the Portland Trailblazers. And Portland's been upset about it, you know, for the last uh, 40 years or so. But at that point... Shoe contracts were starting to get big. They were a thing. So Nike had this has this budget of $250,000 a year that can go towards new draft packs or draft picks to wear their shoes. And so the biggest one at the time was Converse. And Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, you know, were the Converse guys and some of the other ones. I think Dr. Julius Irving as well. And then the, the next tier, they wore Adidas. And Jordan, even though North Carolina was required to wear Converse when he was in college, he loved Adidas. They had these like uh, full suit, like warm-up suits, and people loved him. Jordan was all about them. And so he was already planning on siding with Adidas. And so Nike was third tier with a very small percent of the market. Most of their income came from track shoes, and so that's where they're at at the point. And so in this show, Matt Damon plays the Nike executive who's brought in to build the basketball section up so that Nike can start making profits with basketball. And right now they're losing money and they're thinking of just killing the entire basketball department. Imagine that, you know, it now makes $4 billion a year just Air Jordan's brand. And so there they are trying to decide what to do. And Matt Damon is, he's a basketball junkie. All he does is watch basketball film, and he watches when Michael Jordan makes this championship shot, and he's like, there's something special about this guy. He was excited. He was not nervous to take that big shot, even though the other guy on his team was kind of the, the bigger star, James Worthy, big game James. So he says Nike needs to go all in. Instead of splitting their budget between three or four players, give the whole thing to Michael, and we can sign him, and we'll change everything about nike and basketball everyone thinks he's insane so that's kind of the story now the first thing he does the first principle that you can take and put into your business is do what the competition is unwilling to do so one of the things i think we saw in business funding in our business is there was a lot of events and a lot of funding companies would fund these live events for students to start businesses we were doing a lot of e-commerce in 2020 and then there was, well, those went away, and the funding companies that didn't adjust really struggled. And those who said, all right, we're going to do virtual events and transition to that did well. So if you uh, were doing what the competition wasn't willing to do, then you did well. And then when live events did come back, a lot of people still didn't go to those. And maybe if you jumped in on those, which we jumped in back in those too. So just doing the things that the competition is not willing to do. For us, it's educating, providing more value to the client. So guess what Matt Damon does? He's like, well, I'm going to fly from Portland, clear over to North Carolina, and go meet with Michael Jordan's parents. Because they said, don't call him. That He's talking to the Michael Jordan's agent. Don't you dare bother his parents. Don't give them a call. Okay, cool. I won't call him. So he flies over. So he does what the competition's not. Well, that's the first principle. The second thing is he's focused on Michael Jordan. At that time, it was, hey, here's a shoe. You, know, you can wear it. But he says, we're going to make a shoe that's a Michael Jordan shoe never been done there was no magic johnson shoe there was no larry bird shoe they just wore whatever you know converse shoe that they wanted so then they did a more customized solution that others didn't do it so as you kind of hear these two things and then the third thing he did when they sat down in the presentation 
because he, he convinced mom to bring Michael to Portland. Michael wasn't excited, but he's like, fine. He His mom is a badass, and she gets the best deal out of him. But when, when Matt Damon presents the deal to him, he's like, listen, you know, you're going to be famous forever. You're going to be built up. America loves to build people up. You know what else America loves to do? Tear them down. You're going to be torn down, and how you respond to that is going to, you know, make everything and define everything for your life. You think about it, you know, his dad was was killed by these kids. Um, they just, like, found him sleeping. His dad was driving to a game or something, and they killed his dad. He, w- he had this gambling fiasco thing, and the baseball thing didn't work out for him. America tore him down, and then he came back, and he, he uh, rised back up again. So just kind of cool how he was willing to tell the customer the truth most people, I think, don't do that. So what are your takeaways business-wise as you kind of hear this story? What what do you think people should take away if you're a business owner and you look at what – and now Nike, $4 billion a year just on the Air Jordan brand alone. Michael gets a rev share of that, which no one had ever done at that time. Yeah, I mean, my my initial takeaway on this and, and kind of knowing a little bit of the backstory as well is it, it's like we talked about either last week or the week before. Nike didn't come in and invent the basketball shoe. They came in and created something that they revolutionized something that was already there. And Mm -hmm. it was the fact that they made it unique. They made it theirs. They created a story behind it. They personalized it. Right. If I'm remembering correctly, you probably know more about this than me. But in the early days of shoes really coming out to being, it was Converse. They were Mm -hmm. always all black or all white. There wasn't really color involved. Oh, this is huge. And so Nike said, you know what? We're going to be different and created this bright red and black. It's it's the Air Jordan 1, right? Yes. And so I think they got in trouble for it. They got fined. Yeah. Michael Jordan's getting fined every game because it's supposed to be more white than color. And Nike's like, screw that. He's a Chicago Bowl guy. It should be more red. And so Nike says they're going to pay the fine, which I think is like two grand a game. Yeah. And that, I mean, as an entrepreneur, sometimes paving your own path and being willing to say, you know what, I believe in what I'm doing more than this little fine. It's same. This is totally off, off base, but for some reason my mind went there. I think his name was like Johnny Mosley or Johnny Mosley or something. I remember watching the Olympics as a kid. And these downhill, these mogul, freestyle moguls, they weren't allowed to put their skis over their head. They couldn't flip. And this guy said, you know what? This is bogus. This is old school. It's time to change this. In the Olympics, he pretty much, he was a shoe-in for the gold. Says, you know what? F this. It's time to change the sport. And he throws a backflip. And because of his willingness to do that, they, they changed the rule. And so it's, it's one of these things. And he'll be remembered forever because of that. If you want to make a name for yourself, you want to disrupt an industry you have to go places that other people aren't willing to and and that's case in point that's what nike did right here and now obviously the rest is history everyone probably owns a pair of nikes 100 percent. yep now by far the number one basketball shoe brand in the country in the world and air jordan's brand alone is four billion dollars a year and it's not going anywhere now it's expanded into everything like you see jordan in football you see air jordans in baseball soccer golf exactly so Yeah, an incredible story and being willing to do things different, to disrupt an industry, just a lot of takeaways there and principles for success with your business. All right, we're going to save our mastery topic uh, about housing for next time. Let's jump into our sports topic here, which is the NFL's goats at every offensive position. What we're looking for is current players to crack the list 
when they retire. So we're not we're not counting anybody who's already retired. For example, Tom Brady's already retired. Maybe he's the basketball goat. So who is a current player right now? And and uh, you know, take control of this tie. Yeah. So what what, what, this what list is is a list of the the greatest players at every offensive position that are no longer in the league. And so my my look at this was okay based on the goats that are retired, no longer okay. in the league. Are there any current players that could potentially crack that? So when we when we look at this list, Leo, let, let's take your pick. Who's who's quarterback here? I mean, I have to go Tom Brady, the man, <laughs> yeah. the myth, the legend. We're talking about uh, seven rings, five Super Bowl MVPs. To win a Super Bowl with two different teams and do it the way he did, more impressive than Peyton Manning doing it for Indianapolis and then the Broncos, where his Broncos defense kind of won. I mean, Tom was had his uh, fingerprints all over that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, and he did it against Patty Mahomes, which Absolutely. is today's premier talent. And and my... Uh, <laughs> There's no question about that. My on the list. What did I, I? I put a note in here. Anyone that can crack the code, no chance. Not even in our lifetime, that won't happen. We'll the only guy who could do that in my mind is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's still young. He's already got two rings, two Super Bowl MVPs. So if anybody could, he could because he's such a unique talent. Yeah, he's he is disrupted. I mean, footwork is all about what it is, and I preach it to Jonas, my 10-year-old who's quarterback, every single day. But then he'll watch Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes' footwork isn't always perfect, but he can make all these throws at different angles with different footwork and different scrambling. And if you can do that, boy, it makes you dangerous. Yeah, that and the the Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes That's relationship a, there is pretty unique. Yeah. I, Joe Burrow is another one that comes to mind. I just I love that guy. He's got the winner's mentality. Oh, I just he's don't, a star. I don't see in our lifetime anyone doing what Tom Brady did. But you're right, Pat Mahomes. Well, is and probably, to play that long too at yeah. that high a level oh. because this is a sport. And keep in mind, Tom played in the 2000s. And the quarterback was not protected in the 2000s like they were, you know, in the 2010s yeah. and beyond. Like, you were getting smashed. I mean, he lost a whole season because the, the dude took out his ACL before that became a rule. So he was taking a lot more hits and contact than guys take. I mean, now the quarterbacks barely get touched, and it's a 15-yard flag. And so different different ball game. And, yeah. and so they, they should have the ability, but even then, like – it's very difficult to stay stay healthy and 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 achieve at a high level as a quarterback. So, the yeah, the odds are definitely against him. If there's What's, anyone you could bet on, it would be Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. He's got a lot of yeah. Too. He's what's what's wild here is they NFL there there was 50 different NFL analysts voting. He got 44 of the 50. Oh yeah, could probably guess the other two. Joe Montana got a few. Pat, yeah. uh, excuse me, Peyton Manning got a couple votes, okay. and that was it. Yep. Um, running back. Now, here's here's where it gets oh, a little this tricky. this is dicey. Um, running back, I don't know if this was because he just passed away. Uh, they, they gave it to Jim Brown, which I disagree with that, but I don't disagree with that based on anyone currently in the league. I, I don't think anyone – it's not a running back's league anymore. It used it's to be. Not. It's not. Derrick Henry's impressive, but he's got, what, 8,800 yards compared to some of these guys that are, what, 12,000 – Rushing yards. It's just uh, yeah. I don't see Derrick Henry ever getting there. Um, the others receiving votes: Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, and Emmett Smith. If you ask me, greatest NFL running back of all time, I'm immediately going Barry Sanders. Oh, me too. Not even close. So, 
ESPN, we disagree with you on that one. This guy had everything. The speed, the quickness, the balance, the ability to break tackles. He could absolutely. Now, the one thing I don't remember, I don't remember how good his hands were. I don't. I don't either. That 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 is. And maybe he was just so good that he actually never had to catch a pass. I don't. I don't remember that. I felt like uh, Emmett had pretty had pretty good hands, but yeah. I mean, Barry Sanders is on a different. If you'd have put Barry Sanders on those Dallas Cowboy teams, they probably would have won two more championships because he was so unstoppable. Because everybody yeah. in the stadium knew he was going to get the ball. And he'd still come out of an eight, nine-man box and bust it for 40 yards down the sideline, break tackles. And you know what was really impressive about this guy? I don't think he ever had an injury season, and he hardly ever took hard hits. He was so agile and so quick that he knew when to get down and when he was going to be able to break tackles. It. Watching his highlight reel reminds me of watching Reggie Bush his last year of college. Oh man! But he's doing this guy. in the NFL. It's, yeah. it's incredible. The only other guy I, I thought of that immediately came to mind. Um, some of you may not agree with this, but go back and watch that highlight film and look at his stats. And he's actually an honorable mention here. It was Ladanian Tomlinson. That dude LT. was extremely impressive. But uh, so. We disagree with ESPN, but it's no one currently in the league that that gets our. Have, have you ever watched the videos though of Jim Brown? I've watched a few. Yeah, if you watch the see, Jim Brown was like six two, two fifteen, and this was back before you know everybody ate right and had all the perfect workout regimens and all the supplements that you could take, and so he was just this incredibly gifted specimen as an athlete, and he had the strength, and unlike like a Derrick Henry. Like, this dude had breakaway speed. Yeah. So he had sprinter speed. And had he played in today's NFL, probably would have been similar to an Adrian Peterson, but even better. There was another guy. I mean, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. During his heyday, that guy was was special because he had all of the different abilities, too. About the same size. Probably the... Probably a closer, I think, simulation to Jim Brown than Derrick Henry because, you know, he was he was so quick and explosive. So pretty similar there. So I mean, yeah, if you're it's it's tough to say, I mean, you know, what he would have done in today's league, but he was incredibly talent talented. He only played eight years. He controlled controlled his uh earning capability. He he did acting. I mean, this guy killed it for a long time and 87 years old. I mean, he definitely definitely lived a while. Yeah, I mean, he he was the league MVP three different times, which for a running okay. back in a yeah. in an eight se- eight or nine season career, that's pretty dang impressive. Multiple um, championships too. Yeah, multiple championships. Yeah. Wide receiver. We might disagree on this one, Leo, because I know you got to. I don't really remember the the era of Jerry Rice. Very 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 young boy when Jerry Rice was going off. Obviously, I can look at his stats. I can watch the highlights, but I don't have a ton of memories of actually watching him play. And I think that is probably impacting my, my decision here. And our, our older watchers, Th- may, this is going to be viewers good. May disagree. Who, well, who do you got? Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase will both go down as better wide receivers than Jerry rice at the end of their career. Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah, no, I watched uh, Jerry, you know, as I was growing up in the 80s, in the 90s. This guy played forever. I mean, he played with uh, with uh, Gannon and the Raiders in the Super Bowl and what was it, 2001? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, January, February of 2002 that they played together. But 
I mean, just an incredible, incredible. No, actually, that would have been that would have been two thousand three. Boy, man, Jerry played forever. Yeah, but this dude just had incredible work ethic, incredible hands, ran the perfect routes when the ball was in the air, and then he was one of the first guys who you could throw a five yard slant to, and he'd break three tackles and run eighty yards. Like that was not a thing. Before he did that, before that, the only way you were getting a long touchdown is you, you know, you streaked down the field, you did a post and the quarterback got you the ball and you beat the cornerback and the safety and, and you got down. But this guy would break tackles and the yak yards after catch was a big deal that had never, it, it wasn't a thing back then. Like you were a yeah. possession receiver, you made a catch, you got a first down and once in a while you broke it deep and you caught a long deep ball, but this guy could catch deep. He, and then he was always clutch always clutch when yeah. you needed a big play on third and long he was going to make it when you i mean there was a game where it was uh, against i think the cowboys and the 49ers were down by a touchdown and they drove down the field they got to the 30 and uh, i think jerry runs a post corner catches it jumps up makes the catch both feet into the corner they win 28 27 to like get into the playoffs like he was that kind of guy that could make and every super bowl multiple touchdown passes i'm pretty certain he has the super bowl record for the most receiving yards most catches and most touchdowns to this day the only i think maybe that got beat one of those got beat by cooper cup in the this single game oh, really? super bowl oh I know, in a single game Ohio, I, I know yeah. cooper cup is the only other wide receiver to get a super bowl mvp and that's another dark horse here. a lot of people Cooper Cup's kind of had the injury plague, but he he has the single season yard record now. He has the Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup is a, is a sleeper there. I don't think I, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I, love that I, guy. I don't think you can really compare Cooper Cup to Jerry Rice. Sadly, but uh, no, not yet. He's, he's going to need another decade of some uh, great numbers and great playing, yeah. more Super Bowls, which is going to be tough to come by. Well, but and here's the thing, Leo. Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young. That's right? a good point. He had some of the greatest quarterbacks You're, of all that's time. That's a good point. Jamar Chase has Joe Burrow, who, yeah. who I think is going to play a really long time. Justin Jefferson is the most talent, like just pure talent of the he three. Is. He's the most talented, naturally. But if he doesn't find someone better than Kirk Cousins, that, that's going to be his that's problem. That's going to be tough. It's kind of so. like Randy Moss. Like when Randy Moss started his career, I mean, he was on a trajectory where he was going to be the GOAT, I think. Yeah. And and then he ran into that exact same issue, right? Because he started out with Randall Cunningham, who was definitely at the end of his career, had an amazing couple-year run, and then he had a little run with Dante Culpepper, and Culpepper didn't have a long career. He wasn't consistent. And then he was uh, sent into purgatory at the Raiders, and there was no <laughs> one throwing him the ball, and he's like, oh, he's just depressed, and I get it. Didn't have anyone to throw him the ball on a terrible team. And then he got to play with uh, Tom and the Patriots yeah. there for a little bit and really rejuvenated his career. But you're right. You look at a guy like Randy Moss. Had he played with a Joe Montana and a Steve Young for 15 years, what kind of numbers does he put up? I mean, arguably, arguably, yet you'd, I would say he is more talented than yeah. Jerry. Is he a harder worker? Is no. he more dis? No, not. A, I mean, no. Jerry was at age 41 or two. He they're running these San Francisco Hills. You ever seen this? I heard about this in the the Bill, Wa Bill yeah. Walsh book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I mean, right behind his house, there are these nasty, nasty hills, and you're going straight up at a really high incline. And he would invite other guys on the team to go and do this workout, and they couldn't do it. Like he would leave them all in the dust. I remember 
uh, listening to an interview by Steve Young. After the 49ers won the Super Bowl in February of 1995, Steve goes the next week to clear out his locker, and you know he goes out on the field, just go. It was a great year. They won a Super Bowl. And guess who's out there running wind sprints? Jerry Rice. A week after winning, and by the way, he separated his shoulder, three touchdown passes in that game that uh, Jerry Rice caught, and he's running wind sprints. So in terms of work ethic and discipline and just always improving on his craft, you can't fault any you can't see anyone who did it better oh, than yeah. Jerry Rice. He he definitely deserves it right now. Uh no question. I I stand by it. I think it might be Jamar Chase, but I think someone's coming for his Jamar stats. Chase has the better opportunity because yeah. he's with Joe Burrow. Yep. So Jefferson's gonna really need some, I don't know how much uh longer uh kirk cousins is going to be the guy in minnesota i feel like he's always on the edge where he's 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 good but not great yeah he's not Did you see that article on espn about matt ryan like the pains of being really good but not great i saw that and it's like that's yeah that's that's tough so jefferson you know what you want it's interesting about jefferson my daughter has never liked to watch football do you remember that game last year when Jefferson catches this fourth and 18 yes. against Buffalo? Yep. And they come back and win that game. My daughter's watching. She's like, oh, that dude is unbelievable. She, like, loved that guy. And she's and so she starts watching football. And then she came to me. And she's like, Dad, when is it? And she's 17. Like, she's never liked sports or football, but she's a dancer. It's like, when is football starting? It's kind of boring without football. Like, I want to watch. <laughs> I, uh, I want to watch that uh, Jefferson guy. What's crazy to think about too is in in college for that national championship, uh, Joe Burrow was throwing to both of those guys and had Clyde Edwards-Helaire in his backfield. So oh no wonder my. they won that. Jefferson was on that team. Justin Jefferson oh and my. Jamar Chase, and it might have been that was hit, no, not hit. there's one. I'll have to look it up. Dude, Can't Randy see, Moss's uh, Chadison tight end son was yeah. was on. What yep. happened to him? Did he not make? An he league? didn't really make a no, splash in the bad. league. I know we're uh, we're running out of time, so we'll 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 quickly go through these other ones. Um, the tight end that got voted, you could probably guess it was Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, my personal yeah. take is hearing about three four years as soon as Travis Kelsey retires, Gronk will be getting dethroned. I agree. Travis I agree. Kelsey's in, in, insane. Um, at tackle, it's hard. You just look at those old offensive linemen, and they just look like they were bred different back then. I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I personally think that Lane Johnson, that tackle for the Eagles, will will go down as, as if not the greatest, one of the greatest tackles of all time. Like, he hasn't allowed his quarterback to be touched in some ridiculous amount of dropbacks. Like, he is insane. Zach Martin is a current guard in the NFL that I, I could maybe see going down but uh, as one of the greats. But you, you look at this, and where did it go? Larry Allen. I, that would be my. Yeah. Dude, John Madden was in love with this guy. Like, he would uh, just bring him. He would just have little stories about Larry Allen, like, every time the Cowboys were playing a big game on Sunday. And I couldn't disagree with any of them. I mean, that Dallas Cowboys offensive line was far and away the best offensive line for, like, a five, six year stretch. And that guy anchored the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I, was, I don't think Zach Martin's going to be taking that spot over. And then at center. I love Jason Kelsey, man. I, I, we might have two Kelseys on this list, but uh, truth be told, I didn't know who Mike Webster was when I when I looked at this. He's a an older center. I knew I know who Jim Otto is. I have a signed Jim Otto football. My dad had given me. Um, I was surprised not to see Jeff Saturday on this list, but 
He's a little bit undersized yeah. guy, so not not as big. Who was that dude who was the center for the – he was a poly. He was a center for the Steelers. I felt like that guy was unbelievable for a long oh, time. yeah. I, my, I, he had wild hair going out the back. I, can't I felt like that guy was a dominant yeah. center. I, Pouncey was pretty good for a yeah. while, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jason Kelsey maybe take a spot there, at least in that top three. Uh, which is crazy to see. You see two Eagle offensive linemen that are potentially yeah. cracking the that code. Bro- I so. mean, the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. Like, yeah. he has to get the line in all the right spots. He has to be able to, you know, catch those blitzes and those uh, those exotic defenses as they're happening in real time and make sure the defense, or excuse me, the offensive line is prepared for them. So that center is super important. Yeah, well, obviously we ran out of time, so we'll talk about the, the defensive goats on Thursday. But – I guess based on our analysis, maybe two or three current NFL players that could go down as greatest of all time in their position. I think we both agree Tom Brady's not getting touched. There's no running back in the league that's going to crack it. Uh, split decision on wide receiver. You're one sticking one with last Jerry. question on receiver, though. If uh, Calvin Johnson Megatron plays his full career, where do you think he would have ended up? Ooh. Does Stafford stay put or does Stafford still go to L.A.? He probably, probably Calvin Johnson put. probably goes somewhere else, but that that's he, the problem. Yeah, he would have been a guy that tricky. would have had all the numbers, but he wouldn't have probably had any rings. Yeah, so. no rings, but yeah. oh wow, he's yeah, he he could be. He's top three for sure. He yeah, was he insane. Was he was good. Yeah, well, it's a receivers league now too, though. So that's, yeah. that's the hard. Part. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's yeah, completely different, and then that also makes it you know kind of impressive for Jared, but. I mean, come on, he was in the West Coast offense too, so there's that too. I mean, they, they, they invented the short passing game and, law, and and that helped him to get the most catches in NFL history for sure too. Yeah. Tyree Kill, though. Yes, me. It's, it's Tyree Kill forever. Or, or Jalen Waddle. They're the two guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyreek's got uh, – he's – and he's kind of a freak athlete, but you can see, I mean, that guy works hard. Oh, yeah. So he, I think he's going to be playing for a long time. He's yeah. another one of those guys that I don't see him. He doesn't take big hits. No, he's so good at avoiding those. Yeah, no, he's amazing talent. All right, guys. Well, that's uh, episode 36. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be looking to uh, get the next uh, show on the road here. we got some amazing topics. There's a lot going on uh, in the market uh, if you have uh, enjoyed it, go ahead and give it a thumbs up, subscribe, share it with others, join the community, get your money right at myfigures.com. If you need funding for your business, Seven Figures Funding, and our team will help you there. But uh, have a great uh, Tuesday, and we will see you next time on the Go Figure Podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Go Figure Podcast. If you learned something that will help your business or family, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star. If we added value to your day, then share the show with someone who wants to get their money right and be sure to subscribe to the Seven Figures Funding YouTube channel. If you're a business owner and a parent committed to getting your money right for your family, then check out the MyFigures.com money app with a free 30-day trial to manage your money, track your net worth, and build a profit-first business through our fintech platform. God bless, and we'll see you next time on the Go Figure Podcast.